0: Old-fashioned football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet one hundred dollars at WinBet and get a hundred dollar free bet. Head over to sports gambling slash WinBet. That's sports gambling slash w y n n b e t to claim your free bet today.
1: Old-fashioned football. This deal right now, you pancake eating mother. All right. Deal. Old Fashioned Football.
0: Welcome, welcome to Old Fashioned Football. When you hear Paul Stevie playing guitar, you know it's Old Fashioned Football time. I am your host, Justin Mark. You can call me J Mark. Find me on Twitter at J Football. And for those of you that were concerned,
1: I'm back.
0: That's right. My co host, Miranda, is back. Miranda, welcome back.
1: It's good to be back. I'm glad I got my starting job back.
0: It was never in jeopardy. <laughs> uh, we appreciate Rod filling in for us. I think he did a good job. But. He would even agree, you are the star of this show, so um, we're glad to have you back.
1: Well, that's that's debatable. But and by
0: we're, I mean me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, um, I'm really glad Rod could fill in for me last week so you guys could still, we could still get some content out to everybody. It was really weird. I was in Pittsburgh last week for work, and when Wednesday rolled around, I was a little sad. It was weird that you're recording our podcast without me, but we wanted to... Keep getting it out to you guys.
0: Got to keep kicking that content Mm -hmm. out for the listeners um, who came through with more questions. We got some more questions to get to today. We got more whiskey to drink today. And Miranda, we're talking running backs today.
1: The most important position to plan for your draft.
0: It it is seemingly um, always the most important in fantasy football. You live and die by your running backs, it seems like. Yes, you do absolutely and what are we drinking today mer
1: we are drinking limited edition makers mark staff profile number 46
0: yeah so i got this cool i should say we but i think i, I bought it because i had my eye on it
1: i think i told you to buy you it. you
0: did tell me to buy it That's, and we she were gave, in costco okay.
1: i think we need to be spokespeople for Costco. I, you know <laughs> they
0: should start giving us some sort of sponsorship i think um yeah, and this actually, I remember buying this because I had gotten a, a little Christmas gift card from my my boss. So thank you to my boss, John Graham. I know he's a listener. Um, and this was just at the price point that it was. And there was a set of three of them in this neat little wooden box. Check out Miranda's Twitter, Mark's Wifey, because she's going to be posting a picture of it. Um, in fact, as the time this is released, she's probably already posted it. So make sure you check that out. It's a really cool set.
1: It sure is, but more to come on that later on in the show. Justin, let's let's kick it off with our running backs.
0: Yeah, we got a lot of running backs to go over. We kind of um, we're definitely going to hit on the top ten, but we might cover a little bit more than that because, like we said, they are so important. Mm-hmm. You're gunning to get the best running backs and as many good running backs as you can, right?
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I think the running backs—it's really important to to plan on them because. When you're looking at wide receivers, the talent pool, it's huge compared to running backs. You don't have that same pool to draft from and pick from and build your team on when it comes to running backs, but it's a super important position.
0: Yeah, and we're seeing more and more teams kind of go to the running back by committee, so your bell cows are far and few between. Let's jump right into it. The number one running back as far as projected budget You know how this goes if you listen to our quarterbacks and wide receivers. If you didn't, shame on you, go back and listen to it. But we're going to talk about their 2022 projection, their 2021 stats, and if we would pay that. So starting with Jonathan Taylor for the Colts, $72. That is a lot of cash. A lot of cash. 2022 (laughs) projection, though, the first running back, 331.4 points. In 2021, he had 373.1 points. Which was just crazy, uh, 1,811 rushing yards, 18 touchdowns, 40 receptions, 360 receiving yards, and two receiving touchdowns. Miranda, are you paying $72 for Jonathan Taylor?
1: I can't do that. <laughs> um, I am not going to argue that he is. He deserves number one, like rankings for running backs, along with those stats that you gave us, like his over 1,800 rushing yards. He was over 500 rushing yards above the next closest running back last year, which was Nick Chubb, who is much further down on the list. But I just wanted to point that out. Um, He also had the most 20-plus and 40-plus rushing yards than any other running back. He deserves that number one ranking. He is number one. $72. Now, here's where I have a hard time with this. The Colts have been discussing it, and their head coach has even confirmed it. They're planning to reduce his workload. He still has that big play potential, but they've been talking about it, and Frank Reich doesn't want him. He has said this. He does not want him to have the most touches for running backs in the league this year.
0: Which is smart when you think Mm -hmm. about it. I mean, if you look at guys like we asked ourselves, how long would Derrick Henry hold Mm -hmm. up? And then Derrick Henry got injured, right? Right. So I completely understand keeping your best player uh, fresh. Now, I'm in agreement with you. $72 is too much money. It just is for me. Um, We all know I'm a cheap ass anyways. (laughs) You're not
1: blowing (laughs) most of your budget on one player, Right,
0: I can't. (laughs) Um, Now, I have no doubt that JT is going to be one of the best running backs Mm -hmm. again this year, right? Last year, finishing with 30 more points in the next closest running back fantasy-wise. However, 20 touchdowns is insane. He had 18 rushing, two receiving. Mm -hmm. Do I think he breaks double-digit touchdowns again? Absolutely.
1: I'd be surprised if he didn't.
0: Yeah. Do I think he'll repeat the 373 fantasy points, though? I don't. Mm -mm. Um, I think $72 really reflects his numbers from last year, and I don't think he's going to get to that, even if he does have another good year. Um, But I think in the totality of your budgeting... And being over a third of your full budget, I just, I can't spend the money for JT. Now, if you're, if the rest of your auction group that you're drafting with feels the same way, you probably will get a better deal on him than that, but somebody's going to go out all for him, right?
1: Oh, I, I think so. And that's kind of what I'm holding out. Like, will I like, will I bid on him? Yes. Will I hope that everybody else says I want to pay $70 so I can get him in the $60 range? Yeah. <laughs> Would I take him in the $60 range? Yes. Um, but $72, I, that's, that's too steep for even someone like me, especially when they're saying they're going to reduce his workload. You cannot expect to draft him at that $72 and expect that you're going to get the same year that he just had.
0: Yeah. That's, that's the big thing for me here that that $72 you're paying for 373 points. I don't think he's getting there again. Mm -hmm. So we're in agreement on that one. Let's move on to number two, which is Christian McCaffrey. Uh, either you love this guy or you hate him, either you believe he's going to get injured again, or you believe he's going to play the full year. But McCaffrey for the Panthers, $67. He's projected the second most points at 320 and a half. Last year he finished 38th, but he only played seven games. Surprise, 442 yards, one touchdown, 37 receptions, which is a lot for seven games for a running back. 343 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown. Murr. I think I already know where you stand on this one.
1: <laughs> I think we're totally opposite ends here. You're you're hoping that he's just gonna, you know, be great and I am staying away from him. I stayed away from him last year, and I'm glad that I did. I don't have faith that he's gonna stay injury free. And I know like, yeah, seven games last year, but in the last two years, he missed every game but ten games.
0: So, yeah, that injury history that you're talking about. um, Okay, so it's hard for me to continue to be out on CMC because he is such a talented player when he's healthy. But when he's healthy, right? I I remember watching uh, the college game, Stanford versus Iowa, with your dad. Mm -hmm. And your dad who... He, he watches football, but he doesn't normally pay close attention to football players. And he saw Christian McCaffrey running, receiving everything on Iowa, returning kicks even, I think, and said, that guy's going to have a hell of a career. And he came out, and he did to begin with. And then these injuries started. Now, so I kind of dug deep a little bit. Um, this is a little bit of nerdism here. but So per this public medical site, NCBI, one in ten high ankle sprains are reoccurrent. He's had two in the last two years. Also, per the same site, athletes with a history of hamstring injury are twice as likely to sustain a new one. And he had a grade two two years ago. So, to me, plus that field in Carolina, I I don't know if we ever see a full season out of Christian McCaffrey again.
1: Kinda sounds to me like you're predicting a hamstring injury for him this year, or
0: an ankle, something like. <laughs> something. I mean, it's unfortunate it's to say
1: too risky at sixty seven dollars. That's you're building your team around that. Yeah, that's that's too risky for me. I'm not doing it. The our league, I will bid him up for our league to a certain extent in <laughs> <laughs> league, can have like somebody else in, the, in our leagues, one of our leagues, they can have him. I, I can't do that. Yeah.
0: For me, I would rather miss out and have him have a great mm-hmm. year than to spend $67 or whatever it will cost and have him get injured again and have it just ruin my season because I've spent so much money on this one injury prone player.
1: Mm-hmm. And I know, um, in a, previous episodes we talked about handcuffs and I think that Christian McCaffrey is a player where you do pay attention to his handcuff Chuba Hubbard I think it's highly likely that we're gonna see him play or get a lot of action on the field this year and even if you don't want to keep him on your team it's really great trade value
0: yeah yeah for sure I mean I took Chuba Hubbard last year In expectation that CMC would be hurt. Now, you know, Chuba didn't put up the points that we we would have hoped he did. He's not a replacement for CMC, but um, swipe him if you can, because then when CMC does get hurt, Mm -hmm. you can dangle him out there in front of uh, the CMC owner and try to get something in return. So moving on to number three, Austin Eckler for the Chargers, $58. So now we've dropped $9 from Christian McCaffrey. So we go from 72, 67 to 58, which is a pretty good drop. Um, 2022 projection, 298.7, which would be third. Uh, Last year, he finished second with 343.8, 911 rushing yards, 12 touchdowns, 70 receptions, 647 receiving yards, eight receiving touchdowns. Miranda, how do you feel about Austin Eckler?
1: I am feeling pretty good about him. I have him ranked above Christian McCaffrey. I kind of just, in all honesty, in my rankings, I just don't have Christian McCaffrey in there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I, yeah, like the Chargers offense, they're explosive. And when you look at his, like for the passing game for Austin Eckler, 70 receptions, 647 receiving yards, and eight receiving touchdowns. In a PPR league, that is extreme value. The $58, that's where I'm at when I'm looking at my top running backs. That's the range I like to be in if I'm looking to get one of those top running backs
0: another one we're agreeing on this is getting a little scary miranda i can Mm. see we're gonna have some bidding wars on our hands the
1: running back is the most important position for me (laughs) and i like i did not want to do this episode with you (laughs) because i'm gonna have to be honest (laughs) and i don't we don't share that information
0: right and
1: now we're getting all this insight into what we're thinking on running backs and it's dangerous i feel like our household this year like During the football season, it's going to be hostile here. It's a
0: whole new ball game. Um, (laughs) I'm high on Eckler as well for multiple reasons. Like you said, the Chargers, Mm -hmm. they have a high-powered offense. Their line plays well. They have multiple pieces on offense to account for, and Eckler does get involved in that pass game. Now, they drafted Isaiah Spiller. Will he take away some work? Maybe, Mm -hmm. but I don't see him getting over 10 touches a game, if that. So I don't think it's going to affect Eckler. I don't think you have to worry about that. Um, And one of the things I like about Austin Eckler, he's a fantasy football guy. He puts on his Twitter and Insta that if you win with him, post it, and then you're entered into a drawing for a signed jersey by him. So... He cares about his um, his manager, so to speak, which I think is kind of fun. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to play hard. He finished second last year, projected third this year. I do have him in my top three or four. You have to shell out money for a top running back. Mm-hmm. We always have to, right? Eckler is one that I do feel comfortable doing that with, even at the $58 mark. I know that's over um, an eighth of your budget. But, or sorry, a fourth. Wow, math is hard. Um, over a fourth of your budget. <laughs> an
1: eighth? I wish it was an eighth. <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: Um, but, yeah, he's somebody I feel comfortable doing that on. Um, mm-hmm. He's the first guy on this list that I really feel comfortable going after. So, moving on to number four. Derek Henry making his return from his foot injury for the Titans, $54. 2022 projection, two hundred ninety-two and a half. He, which is fourth. Last year, okay, this is crazy to me. He played eight games, right? 937 yards, 10 touchdowns. He doesn't really get involved in the passing game a lot. He had 18 receptions for 154 yards, which is a good catch-per-yard rate. But eight games, 10 touchdowns, Uh and almost 1,000 yards, and he's down at $54 when McCaffrey's at 67. That doesn't make sense to me. What do you think?
1: Well, I mean, he he is a workhorse, but coming off of – that injury, which I just wanted to point out, it's a Jones fracture to his right foot, so you're sharing injuries with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I don't know, that makes me nervous. Um, if he is completely healthy and no risk of re-injury or anything like that, I think he has incredible value there. Um yeah, I, when I was thinking about him, I was thinking, you know, he has scored over 13 touchdowns in only two seasons in his six-season career, but I wasn't thinking about the fact that last season it was 10 touchdowns in eight games, the th- almost 1,000 yards, well, over 1,000 yards with his receiving yards yeah, yep. in those eight games. That is impressive. Those are impressive stats. I wasn't thinking about that when I was – you know, determining if, well, is it worth it? Is he really going to be able to put up consistently those, the double-digit touchdowns? But sure. that's that's impressive.
0: So a couple of things the Titans did after they moved A.J. Brown, they brought Robert Woods in. Something Robert Woods excels at is run blocking. They also drafted Traylon Burks, who is a good run blocker. And Derek Henry, I know he had the injury, but the dude is a freak in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had so many carries over the past years that – we were just waiting for that injury to happen, and every year it was like, well, I guess not this year. I guess not this year. It was bound to happen. But if you look at those numbers, eight games, mm-hmm. so that's half the season. Mm-hmm. If you if he plays all at that same rate, if he plays 16 games at that same rate, then you're – well, they play 17 games now even, not 16. But at a 16-game rate, that's Jonathan Taylor's numbers, 1,800 yards, 20 touchdowns, right? That's the Mm -hmm. exact same that JT had last year. I I know JT does get more involved in that pass game, so there's PPR points there. But you can get Henry for $18 cheaper. Um, So he's a guy that I I feel comfortable, even if he does get injured. If he gets eight games and he has 937 yards and 10 touchdowns in eight games again, that's going to win you um, eight weeks or at least help you win eight weeks. All right. And before we continue, and before I just continue to talk about Derrick Henry, <laughs> um, let's do a shout-out to our sponsors. Are you thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. And if you're betting baseball, because we're all DGENs, we bet all sorts of sports, right? If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to 1000 $1,000. Wynn also just released their first quarterback with five touchdown prop bets. I don't know if you think it's going to be Josh Allen. Is it going to be Patrick Mahomes? Maybe you want to take a flyer on somebody like Lamar Jackson, but they will pay out well. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, while uh, we're looking at these lines, uh, right now, of course, we're previewing fantasy football, but I am always looking at the best lines to bet. Uh, whether it's NFL, CFL, when it was USFL, MLB, I will bet everything. And do you know where I turn to? OddsTrader. OddsTrader is the place where you can compare all odds from all major sports books. You can compare different sign-up codes, promotions. Just get the best deal. You get the best lines, the best deal, and you only have to go to one place. I no longer have to open each app to see, oh, are the Bears favored in this one? Are the Bears favored of that one? Are they three and a half point underdogs? Are they four and a half point underdogs? You can go to OddsTrader and you see it all. They have handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores and bet tracking, player statistics, key game statistics, projected game day weather, and Bet Tracker allows you to keep records of all your games and betting activity. No more switching from apps trying to see which one did I place this in. You can just Track it through Odds trader Go to OddsTrader.com slash Odds trader the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, we're jumping right back into it with number five. We're on five, right? Yeah, number we five. are on
1: five. <laughs> all right,
0: <laughs> number five, uh, which is Najee Harris for the Steelers coming into his sophomore year. He's projected to go for $54. 2022 projection, the fifth ranked running back, 289.4 points. Last year, he finished third with 300.7, 1,200 rushing yards, seven touchdowns, 74 receptions, which is a lot for a rookie running back, 467 receiving yards, and three receiving touchdowns. Miranda, how do you feel about Najee Harris?
1: Well, speaking about his receiving yards, he um, finished second on the team last year for receptions. So he was a big target last year. I know they have Mitch Trubisky, throwing to him now I think that should help him I know he, i only one preseason game we don't know how the season's gonna go but he looked pretty good on their first preseason game with his passing
0: he really did and mm-hmm. you know I'm a Mitch Trubisky I know, truther so I
1: had to say something <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I think he's gonna have a heavy workload he has that opportunity for receiving yards to me he is big value in PPR leagues
0: yeah and for all that's said about the quarterback situation there there are two things that a quarterback like Trubisky does or a rookie quarterback, if Kenny Pickett ends up taking the job over. And no matter who it is, they dump the ball off when they panic, right? And that's only going to help Najee Harris. 74 receptions last year. I could honestly see him getting close to 100 this year. I think he scores more touchdowns because I am a Mitch Trubisky truther, and I think that his value is going to be very good. I think they're going to move the ball well. Um, And when you think about 100 receptions, 100 points in PPR, plus let's say around 1,600 yards for rushing and receiving like he had last year, that's another 160 plus 10 touchdowns. You're looking at 320 points right there, 20 Mm -hmm. more than he finished with last year. I think he's a top back this year. I am high on Najee Harris, very much worth $54. So
1: you're thinking that he's going to have more rushing yards or more points than they're projecting him at? I do, yep. He would you so given that him and Derrick Henry are both valued at $54? Who would you target
0: if you're in a PPR league? Najee Harris because he gets involved in that pass game and Henry doesn't.
1: There's a lot of upside there, a lot.
0: Yep, for sure. So, and moving right on while we're sticking with $54, we got Dalvin Cook for the Vikings. 2022 projection is sixth at 287.5 points. Last year, he finished with 206.3, which was 16th. He had 1,100 rush yards, six touchdowns, 34 receptions, 224 receiving yards, and zero touchdowns. Miranda, how do you feel about Dalvin Cook this year?
1: I, I have mixed feelings on him this year, honestly. I know their new coach wants to pass more, but I do think that that will involve Dalvin Cook. I feel like he's a top weapon for the Vikings. I can't get past that six touchdowns last year. What do you make of that?
0: I think it can only go up, honestly. I guess
1: yeah, you're looking at the positive side. You ha- you're assuming <laughs> yep. he's got to get more than those six touchdowns. But more than that though, too, um is the injury prone. Injuries he had ankle, lower body, shoulder injuries. That's not that's a lot of different areas that could get re-injured.
0: This is one guy that The reason I like Dalvin Cook with the injury history, I think Alexander Madison can almost spell or, uh, sorry, replace the value, right? So if you put Alexander Madison as a handcuff on your team and Dalvin Cook goes down, I think you get close to the same amount of points out of Madison than Cook. Um, So this is a guy I'm okay taking a risk on if I get that handcuff.
1: So you're – so you're banking on the getting the handcuff with him to have that value. Yep,
0: I think you gotta you got to budget for it if you're getting a guy that's injury-prone like Cook. Um, you know, I, we talked about the six touchdowns. The, there's such thing as regression in the opposite way. So the fact that I think he'll get more, he'll regress positively mm-hmm. and get more touchdowns. Um, you alluded to the fact that they do want to throw the ball more. I think that's going to involve Cook because he is a talented player when healthy and one of their best. Um, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, those guys open the field, so it, you can't just key on the run. Um, if it's between Harris or Cook, like we talked about earlier, I'm honestly really on the fence of which one I like more. Uh, Harris is younger and fresher, but I think Cook is in a little bit better of an offense. And you, you know, you like to draft guys that are in good offenses.
1: Yeah, and but at that fifty-four dollars, when you have options like Derrick Henry, Najee Harris, or even. Our our next player we're going to talk about, I have him ranked higher than Delvin Cook. And I have our next, the next player I have as a top five for me.
0: Yeah, so let's move right into that. Uh, and that player is Joe Mixon of the Bengals for $53, so a dollar cheaper. Mm-hmm. 2022, he's projected to finish seventh with 286 and a half. But last year, finished fourth with 287.9, 1,200 rush yards, 13 rush touchdowns, 42 receptions, 314 receiving yards, three receiving touchdowns. Miranda, tell us why you're a fan of Joe Mixon.
1: Last year, it, it was his best year. I Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe last year was his best year. Yep. He is only 26 years old. He's in his prime. I like his potential for the receptions in our PPR leagues. The Bengals are currently they're stacked offensively. In the offseason this year, they invested in their line. They are the most improved um offensive lines for teams in the offseason this year they signed right tackle I'm gonna butcher names (laughs) Lael Collins right guard Alex Kappa and center Ted Karras and then they moved Carmen to left guard so they they've really improved that offensive line I I hate saying this in front of you (laughs) but I want Joe Mixon this year
0: yeah, and, and I really don't have much to add on that because my notes that I wrote down on him are big fan. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, we all know the Bengals did well last year. Their offense moved the ball well, and he's the bell cow, right? I don't see that changing. Gimme Mixon for $53 easily. Um, a guy that I think may exceed that in some of our leagues. All right, moving right along to number eight Leonard Fournette for the Bucks at $46. 2022 projection is 269.8. Last year, he finished sixth at 255.6, 812 rush yards, eight rushing touchdowns. Now, he had 69 receptions for 454 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns. For some reason, I don't think of Fournette as receiving the ball out of the backfield a lot, but obviously he did with 69 receptions. Miranda, how do you feel about Fournette this year?
1: That is something I noticed as well. He is targeted a lot by Brady. Um, and he, oh, another thing about him is he can get the touchdown in at the goal line. He is also on one of the, arguably one of the best offenses in the league. Oh, for sure. And, um, I know that there, there was some negative talk about him showing up to training camp too heavy, but that was denied by him and Todd Bowles.
0: Yeah. Um. Like I said, I don't think of Fournette as a receiving back. 69 last year. 76 three years ago in his last year with the Jaguars. So obviously that's adding up in your PPR league. But do I feel he's only $7 cheaper than Joe Mixon? That seems a little much for me. I would spend some for Fournette. But mm-hmm. close to 50 for me just seems like a lot. Um, you know, there was the narrative about him hef- heavier. They did draft for Chad White in the third round. At some point, you're going to want to use him. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think they do still like using Giovanni Bernard in some of the passing situations. He just was injured most of last year. So for me, 46 is a, is a little bit high.
1: I I kind of agree with you there that it, it is a little high, especially when that offense is stacked and they have other running back options and they just have so many offensive weapons. I, I think that's kind of also maybe why we didn't realize he got so many receptions.
0: Yeah, true. Yep. Um, so yeah, we're both we both are close to him, I think, but forty six maybe close to our breaking point where we're going to bow out and say, okay, you can have him. Right? I'm going to
1: look to get him at a little bit better value.
0: Okay, all right. Well, moving on to number nine, DeAndre Swift for the Lions for just a dollar cheaper, forty five dollars. Twenty twenty two projection two hundred sixty six point four points. Last year he finished fifteenth, two hundred eight point nine six hundred seven. 617 rushing yards, five rushing touchdowns, 62 receptions, 452 receiving yards, and two receiving touchdowns. Miranda, do you like DeAndre Swift this year?
1: I don't like any Lions players. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, I have been a fan of Swift. However, you know, he had that hamstring injury. I think he is great if he can stay healthy. Um, last last season, weeks one through seven, he was the second highest in PPR points for running backs.
0: I'm not a fan of DeAndre Swift. And so some of you might know, if you don't, I do a dynasty trade chart value uh, or trade value chart on for the SUPN, and I posted it to Reddit last year, and DeAndre Swift was outside of my top 10 running backs. And man, people were <laughs> upset about that. I got <laughs> ripped apart. We all know how Reddit can be sometimes. I got ripped apart about it, um, about why, why is he outside? Listen. He has an inability to stay healthy, right? Plus, Jamal Williams runs with so much heart. I think Jamal Williams is a heck of a running back and is going to continue to get some workload. And despite people saying he's a top 10 running back, he finished 15th. I feel the same about him this year. It hasn't changed. He's in a bad offense. Jamal Williams runs with his heart on his sleeve. Like We saw him breaking down one of the practices, and he was about crying because he said he just loves his teammates so much. Um, and he thinks about his record from last year, that's a guy you want on the field more, not less. And for that to happen, Swift has to come out. Swift has the injury issues. Um, there are just other players I would pay that are projected lower dollar amounts than DeAndre Swift.
1: Yeah, $45. Like, I'm looking at these running backs who are in your mid-40 range, and I just feel like you, if you would just pay the mid-50s and get those better running backs, you'd be better off for value
0: yeah i absolutely agree even some of them that are lower um speaking of lower uh, a dollar lower at 10th is saquon barkley of the giants 2022 projection is 264.5 points last year he played in 13 games and finished 30th 593 rush yards two rushing touchdowns 41 receptions 263 receiving yards two receiving touchdowns not the Saquon, not the healthy Saquon Barkley anyways, that we were used to seeing. Miranda, do you think he bounces back or do you think he stays uh, injury prone and irrelevant?
1: I don't think we're going to see that star Saquon Barkley come back. Um, he <laughs> he is someone where the injury history like keeps me away. When you pay 60 to $70 and then you get burned, I think that just stays with you. And that's, that happened with Saquon Barkley and me. So I just, I don't know. I hold a grudge, I guess. And I just kind of stay away after getting burned like that.
0: Yeah. This one is tough for me because I've also had Barkley twice in different leagues and both times he's let me down with the injuries um and since coming back from the main injury he just has not looked the same but maybe it was a, a thing of he hasn't been hundred percent healthy so mm-hmm.
1: now I know I just got done saying how like I'm staying away from him the injury prone has me just not wanting anything to do with him however their offensive coordinator is making him a focal point for the offense They're projecting that he's going to get a huge workload. I don't know if that's necessarily wise on somebody who has an injury history. But the Giants' offensive line is also great at run blocking.
0: Yeah, and I'm about to make Kramer very happy. (laughs) I'm throwing my hat down. Improved offensive line. More usage for Barkley. The focal point of the offense. Today they said he's going to get... A lot of touches. Give me Saquon Barkley for $44. I'm ready to be hurt again, I guess, if he gets injured. But I am going for him. I think he's going to start slipping because of his injury history. And I'm taking a flyer on Saquon Barkley this year. I'm I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to put my trust in Saquon Barkley. So uh maybe i'm i'm drinking the kool-aid that that kramer's (laughs) making but i'm doing it
1: you're drinking the kool-aid and you're going with third times a charm
0: (laughs) yep absolutely
1: (laughs) so moving on from saquon we're gonna take a quick break get some more in from our sponsors and when we come back we're gonna let's talk about this maker's mark
0: all right so uh, the first sponsor we're gonna talk about right now is run your pool Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. I don't know if you've ever run an in-office pool. You know, you're sitting there collecting everybody's bets or everybody's guesses. Uh, Run Your Pool just makes that easy. They offer every game type under the sun, from a pick'em a survivor to fantasy pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. No more doing it by hand. No more being the in-office guy. You just go to Run Your Pool. It's that simple. And we've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. I know those used to be ran when we worked, all worked in office. Some of us don't uh yet and i haven't for i don't know eight years but that's okay for those of you that do don't don't get picked to be that guy and have to take up your time doing that just go to run your pool hop in now to sgpn's nfl survival contest reserve your spot 500 dollars cash on the line plus a 250 and fifty dollar gift certificate to the sgpn store to the winner I don't know if you've seen the new merch store, but it is phenomenal. There are so many good things there. Um, I keep adding things to my list, my wish list, so you could win that. All you have to do is sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. Let's also talk about Sleeper. Sleeper is a fast-growing fa- fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I know Moran and I are going to use it for our auction league that we're running for the SGPN listeners. They just passed 4 million users, and now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or under. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. And with the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. The main reason I'm excited about over under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Trust me, go on there. I can always see what Sean's posting. Um, he's done several good baseball plays several days in a row. So stop what you're doing. Download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game and have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms and use for details. All right, Murr, now let's talk about our whiskey. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're drinking?
1: All righty. As we said earlier on the show, we are drinking limited edition Maker's Mark 46. It is cask strength Kentucky bourbon that is barrel finished with oak staves. Now this, um, for the Maker's Mark 46, it starts with fully aged Maker's Mark And then they add in 10 French oak staves to each barrel, place it in their limestone cellar for extra aging process. This particular bottle that we have, it's 109.7 proof and it's a 370 milliliter bottle that came in that set of three that we were talking about. I'm going to lose some points here, but it's a very cute bottle.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) It's a, it's a unique bottle being smaller for sure. I like it. And not like your normal fifth bottles. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, side note, I am a, a brand ambassador for Maker's Mark. So, um, we probably should have made them our first one being a brand ambassador, right?
1: I, maybe, but I still, <laughs> you can't go wrong with oceans aged at sea. <laughs>
0: Right. So, um, if you like whiskey and bourbon like I do, Go to Maker's Mark site, sign up to be part of their brand ambassador. It's free. You just put your information in. They send you this neat little certificate saying you are a brand ambassador, and they put your name on a specific barrel, um, and once it's aged and ready to, to bottle they they email you and i think mail you by snail mail as well inviting you down and you can actually go and you can get a bottle from your barrel so that's kind of cool um i think we have like four more years for mine but anyways um yeah these staves they're they're kind of like pieces of wood that they throw in that um give it more of a unique profile flavor um it's a common practice in wine actually. Um, but they, they do do it for their 46. That's kind of how they get this. Uh, it says it's an easy to sip bourbon with notes of caramel, vanilla, and baking spice that greet the palate and layers. So I'm getting ready to uh, try mine. I've been drinking it in my old fashioned, but I'm getting ready to try it on its own here um, to see kind of what I think. Miranda's trying hers now so i'll let her talk about it <laughs> well she doesn't spit it out all over the mic i'll let her talk about it while i try mine
1: <laughs> spit it out all over the mic it's good you just had me laughing because i you're like i'm gonna try it and i pick up my glass and immediately <laughs> yeah, she's start drinking. like me first <laughs> <laughs> um no i as soon as we open the bottle we could smell the sweetness of this. Like, it's not sweet tasting, but the smell coming off of it. I thought, are we opening a bottle of Old Fashioned? Because I swear I've smelled of Old Fashions that smelled just like this when we open the bottle.
0: Yeah, you definitely. I think, um, I don't know if that'd be the caramel or the vanilla, but it definitely mm-hmm. had a sweet smell to it. Um, it doesn't drink like a 109 proof, I don't think. I think it's smoother than that. It does have a bite to it. It does
1: have bite. Yeah. Um, it is not, yeah, for me, it's not the smoothest bourbon that way. Cause there is bite, but it is good. Yeah. No, I like it's... it. Um, makers anyway, like is when I don't know what bourbon I want in an old fashioned makers is kind of a go-to. Um, cause I know if I order an old fashioned with makers, it's going to be good. Um, but yeah, I, I like it.
0: Yeah. Yep. And the tasting notes, hints of. Toasty French oak, caramel, and baking spices with a taste of mildly sweet and uniquely layered with deep, rich notes of vanilla and baking spice. Do you get any of the vanilla or baking spice? I get
1: cinnamon. Okay, so taste it again. Like, just taste it straight again. Now, just wait a little bit. And I have like this taste of cinnamon on my tongue. Yeah,
0: I'm getting that too. Kind of like you just had a, a, some red hots almost. Or like Fireball. Fireball. Like, <laughs> but oh, yeah, this yeah. is much better <laughs> than Fireball. but...
1: Um, no, I, I do yeah, get that. Yeah, I get, there's cinnamon. Sure. I taste cinnamon right now.
0: Yeah. No, that's a good one. I like mm-hmm. this. Um, of my three that came in the makers, I had not opened this one. So you guys are the first to get our reaction um, with our first time trying this. And yeah, it, it's very good. Definitely one that. Um, I would drink and I would could see myself buying a full bottle of because I especially thought it was good in the old fashioned. Like we said, it had a little bit of a, a bite to it. I prefer stronger biteier whiskies mm-hmm. in my old fashioned because they tend to hold their own, right? You don't want it to lose in some of those smoother whiskies that are let's say quote unquote top shelf let's well, let's just say like oceans, it kind of loses itself in an old-fashioned because they are so smooth and easy drinking. best on the rocks. Drinking. Right. Um, this is good. It stood out, I think. Yeah.
1: I feel like the more... So I've tried it again. I don't know if it was my third or fourth try of it <laughs> straight. And I feel like it goes in vanilla. You get that harsh... like Not harsh, but you get that bite. And then you're left with cinnamon. And I can't get the cinnamon. Like, now that I've, like, realized there's that cinnamon.
0: It's definitely That's all I can, like
1: yeah. Yep. But if you try it again, so, taste it again. <laughs>
0: okay. She's, uh, anytime she tells me to drink, I will. It's, it's true.
1: And, like, do you get that? Right away, it hits you. It hits you with vanilla. Bite going down. Cinnamon afterwards.
0: Yeah. Yep. And it's not a, it's not a burn in the throat, even. Mm-mm. It's right at the back of the mouth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, not in the throat. It's yep. in it's all in the mouth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Everything's
1: happening right that's what there. She said. Um, <laughs> um
0: Yeah, no, that's very good. I really mm-hmm. like that one. The, the in fact the more drinks I take, I don't think it's because I'm getting more intoxicated. I think just the more drinks I take and kind of break it down, I really like it. Well,
1: I have a I stick by the three three drinks rule. Like yep. try it three times and then you can really taste it.
0: We still didn't look up the name of that documentary, no, we like haven't. we said, but we will. We will, mm-hmm. I promise. Um, no, this one's really good. Um, Miranda, do you want to talk? We went through 10 running backs, but running backs are important, right?
1: They are. So I think we went through the top 10. I have running backs. Like I think the 11th ranked I would have in my top 10. So I think it is, I think we should kind of go back and there's some more running backs. I think we should talk about. Um, yeah, before I, we get to our mailroom segment,
0: yeah, I think there's a couple. Um, so projected 11th is James Conner, he's not projected 11th dollar wise, but he is projected 11th points wise. So 2022 projection 264.4, um, 257.7 points last year, which finished fifth. 752 rush yards, 15 rushing touchdowns, 37 receptions, 375 receiving yards, 3 touchdowns. We talked about him a little bit. Um, I don't know if it was earlier today, yesterday, something, but I, I think what I picked up was we're not going to agree on this. So No, we're not. Well, yeah, so <laughs> tell me, lay, lay the case out for James Conner.
1: Okay, just to backtrack a little before I forget this point, you mentioned that points-wise he's 11, but value – He's not. They actually have Javante Williams for the Broncos and Aaron Jones above him at $44, and he's at 43 So right there, I feel like there's value in the fact that, points-wise, he's ranked 11. Um, so you could get him and spend less than those sure. running backs who are ranked lower, points-wise. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I'm a James Conner fan. I They re-signed him um in this offseason to a three-year 21 million extension so i know arizona believes in him he is their guy he tied second last year in goal line carries um and at this like when we're talking 11 or even lower for money value wise in the auction leagues 37 receptions, 375 receiving yards, and three receiving touchdowns at that ranking, like down there. Like, that's good value to me.
0: Yeah, and Chase Edmonds is gone, which took some of his workload, Mm -hmm. but so I was ready to jump on the James Conner train. I really was until I looked at these stats again and saw over a 1,000 yards total rushing receiving and 18 total touchdowns. You think he sustains that?
1: I think he definitely has the potential. And I mean, if you want to make that argument, look at all the running backs ranked above him that we're depending on them sustaining their numbers for their rankings or for why we're drafting them.
0: I guess that's true. I don't really,
1: I mean, I think he has, I think, like you just said, Chase Edmonds is gone, so he's not going to have Edmonds stealing touches from him this year.
0: True. I just, I think you have the potential of some regression loading. And at $43, you're paying for 18 touchdowns. And I don't know if he gets back to that. So for me, I don't think I'm going to go in at 43.
1: But you'll pay 72 for 20 touchdowns?
0: No, I already said I know. <laughs> that. <laughs> but like,
1: you're like, I'm just like, do the comparison yeah. there. No, I, 18 I get touchdowns, 20 touchdowns for Jonathan Taylor. And that's a $30 difference.
0: Yeah, no, it's just after looking at the numbers, it's a feeling I have that... It makes me nervous. It makes me nervous. I was so it's ready to jump on James Conner. a feeling yep. you have. I have a feeling that regression is loading.
1: Well, we'll see if you're wrong.
0: Yeah. This so, can be
1: one of our bets this season. All right.
0: <laughs> um, do. You, so the next one would be Javante Williams, 12th. Do you have a lot to talk about with Javante Williams for the Broncos? I personally, I think 44 is too much.
1: I mean, yeah, I don't have a ton to say, but they, they re-signed Melvin Gordon and – they're gonna. He's gonna be sharing touches with him.
0: And I think having Russell Wilson might help the run game, and the fact that they do have to defend the pass, right? Mm-hmm. But they're also gonna pass it a lot more. They're gonna, um, as they like to say in Seattle, they're gonna let Russ cook, and <laughs> that's gonna limit some of Javante's touches. So only four touchdowns rushing, three receiving touchdowns. I think Melvin Gordon continues to take enough. I don't know if it's going to be 50-50, but I certainly think 60-40 split seems possible. Great dynasty play if you don't expect Gordon to be around, but 44 just seems too high to me. Especially, $44 when you can get Alvin Kamara for 43.
1: I I was looking at that right now. Like like I said, they have like, you have James Conner at 43, Alvin Kamara at 43, but Javante Williams and Aaron Jones, forty four dollars. I I think that you can get some similar talent running backs, similar upsides for better value
0: yeah and so kamara's projected 263.2 which would be 13th for 2022 2021 he finished eighth in only 13 games so he missed four games finished eighth 898 rushing yards four rushing touchdowns 47 receptions 439 receiving yards and five receiving touchdowns um i'm gonna go ahead and lay my case for for alvin kamara so why is kamara costing less than a guy like swift That doesn't make sense to me uh, when you look at the stats. He was eighth last year and didn't play a full slate. And I think people are leaning into the fact that Winston's the quarterback, but that should help him not hurt him. Before Winston got hurt, he was averaging 17 points per game fantasy-wise in a PPR league in the first five games. He then averaged 23.6 before he got hurt. After he came back from injury, he had two down games, but still averaged 15.34. This is a guy that continues to put up great production, and nothing has shown that that's going to change. So to me, if it's between spending $43 on him or getting Swift, I'm spending the $43 on Alvin Kamara. Obviously, I am fired up about Alvin Kamara, so let's go ahead and just transition, (laughs) because I could could make a case for Alvin Kamara all day, I feel like. I, I just don't understand it, but... Let's let's. You're definitely
1: uh, giving me some good like ammo this season. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, why don't we move on to the Browns with Nick Chubb, who is also forty three mm-hmm. dollars, twenty twenty two projection of two sixty two point eight, which is fourteenth. Finished thirteenth last year with twelve hundred rushing yards, eight rushing touchdowns, twenty receptions, one hundred seventy four receiving yards, and a receiving touchdown. Miranda, do you like the Chubb?
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I already said earlier. um If you're just looking at his rushing yards at 1259, he was second in the league for running backs last year for rushing yards. Now he doesn't have that. I mean, there is potential for receptions and I always look at that with running backs in our PPR leagues. I want running backs that have that upside with the receiving yards and touchdowns. And he's lower on that compared to some of our others. So, but he's higher on his rushing yards. Um, I think when you're looking at him though like with his quarterback situation with Was- with Watson is it's a mess and I don't know if that's going to mean more emphasis on the run and if so does Chubb hold up there's also Kareem Hunt that he shares touches with. He re- Hunt requested a trade but the team denied. I don't know how that's going to affect the team dynamics going forward. Um I think it it could be good and bad having Hunt there because he shares touches and he takes the mark, but he also, I mean, it keeps Chubb fresh.
0: Yeah, true. Um, Don't get me wrong. Chubb's a machine. He's what they would call a growing-ass man. You can see him (laughs) carrying tacklers around with him. But with this quarterback situation, they're going to key on the run. Cream Hunt wants out. I have concerns of overusage of Chubb, and the defense is just keying on the run. Does that mean he's going to have a bad year? Not necessarily, but I just I don't like him as much as a guy like I like Kamara or the next guy on the list. So, um, yeah, for me I just I don't know if I am going to spend the money on Chubb.
1: Yeah, it's kind of I mean, up in the air for me too. I think it's this is going to be a player for me that it's going to depend on how um how our draft is going.
0: Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, This next guy, $44, Aaron Jones for the Packers. I don't like Packers players, but uh, he's only projected 15th this year, 260.1. Finished 11th last year with 799 rushing yards, four rushing touchdowns, 52 receptions, 391 receiving yards, and six rushing touchdowns. Miranda, Devontae Adams is gone, Mm -hmm. right? Last year in the game that Devontae Adams missed, week eight, Aaron Jones had a season-high seven receptions on 11 targets. In 2020, when Adams was out, he tied his season-high five catches, five receptions, 40 yards, receiving touchdown. Rodgers trusts his go-to guys. Adams is gone, one of his go-to guys. I think that means more for Aaron Jones. What are you thinking about him for $44? For
1: $44... I'm still thinking on that $44, but I do think that there's a lot of opportunity for Aaron Jones here to see a lot more. I mean, like you said, Adams is gone. All that, They have Aaron Jones now, and he's going to get the ball. We know how their offense works. They're going to rely on him some.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I know that A.J. Dillon is there, and A.J. Dillon does get a lot of carries but i think jones could be one of those guys that gets close to 100 receptions as a running back and i think he holds enough value to be worth that $44 price tag finishing 11th last year i don't see him trending down to be honest so mm-hmm. the fact that they No i
1: see him tra- i do see him trending up
0: yeah so a top 10 running back um i i don't think he falls to 15th as the projections are showing it
1: no he could be he could be one of those like hidden value at the $44
0: yep Just a a couple names to throw out to kind of keep an eye Mm -hmm. on. Uh, Aside from those guys, J.K. Dobbins returning for the Ravens at $13 is his projection right now. Um, Everybody was all in on him last year until he got injured. I think that could be excellent value because they like to run the ball. Cordero Patterson, he was everybody's top pickup last year. Um, He's projected a dollar. I know they drafted Travis Alguire, but I, I think CP still holds a lot of value for that team, especially as that running receiving threat. And then Raheem Mostert in, in Miami, you know, he was injured. Yes, he has competition with Chase Edmonds, Miles Gaskin, and Sonny Michelle, but when healthy, Mostert was really good for the 49ers. I think if he can stay healthy, he could take this job in Miami and put up great flex numbers, which makes him worth at least a dollar. And then last, um, Elijah Mitchell, $18. Mm-hmm. He did really good last year when he played. Now, he he missed some time, of course, and it's hard to trust a Kyle Shanahan backfield. I know that, but I, I really think that he's a guy you could rely on if he becomes their bell cow, and at $18, he could be a steal. He was a very popular pickup, as everybody thought. Trey Sermon was going to be the guy last year, and he was not. I think Mitchell stays the guy. Um, tread cautiously, though, because it is Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. Exactly. <laughs> So uh, we're going to do one more ad break for our sponsors before getting to the mail room. So let me tell you something. Moran and I drink a lot of coffee. Don't get me wrong. We drink a lot of coffee, a pot a day, easily. Now, sometimes we want to try something new. But when you go to the store, there's so many different things that you don't really know what you want to try. You don't know which one tastes like. Trade Coffee connects customers to the freshest and best-tasting coffee that you've ever had by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns The things you see in the store. But, listen, you can fill out a, a, a simple survey, and Trade Coffee matches you with what you want. And it's a 100% first-match guarantee. Trade's so confident they'll match you right the first time that if they don't, They take your feedback, and an actual coffee expert will work with you to send a brand-new bag for free. This is expert-tasted coffee. Trade Coffee's team actually taste-tests thousands of coffees to keep 450 different kinds live and ready to ship every day. Where do I get the job where I can sit around and taste coffee? It sounds like a great job. Trade Coffee does that with their experts. They send you fresh-roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters. And you know what? You can get it monthly. You can get it weekly. You can get it in whatever interval you like. However quickly or slowly you go through coffee, they'll work with you and send it. They have a plan for you. Trade has delivered over 5 million bags of fresh coffee with more than 750,000 positive reviews. And right now Trade Coffee is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com/sgp. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Who doesn't want free coffee? Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com/sgp and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktradecoffee.com/sgp for $30. Also want to talk about Dave. Now We all know that times are tough, right? Gas prices have been astronomical. Everything has been expensive. We go to um, the store and it's like everything's $5 no matter what you're buying, butter, milk, bread. It's $5. It's unbelievable. And Christmas is coming, you know, or maybe you have some bills that you've been putting off but you need to pay them. That's where Dave comes into play. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a Christmas gift, or catch up on bills. You know what? You might see an ad tomorrow for the perfect Christmas gift. It's on sale for a week, but you just paid your bills, so you don't have the money for it. Dave can help you. You can finally tackle expenses you've been stressing about. There's no interest, no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get their financial relief they need with extra cash. So download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member of FDIC. The future you will thank you.
1: Mail time. Mail time. Mail time.
0: That's right, you heard it. It's the mailroom. With our new introduction to the mailroom. Miranda's giving me a skeptical look about that one. I think we're playing around with it. We're messing around with some ideas. This first question is from our Reddit buddy, Redwood713. That's right. I called you buddy this time last week. I referred to you as my nemesis because the Redwood tree breaking my foot. Call you buddy this week because you're sending in so many questions. Miranda there's a lot to this. So do you feel running backs are higher risk in auction? Since you don't have to worry about where your pick is in this format, is wide receiver becoming more consistent and reliable than running back due to some of the top running backs getting hurt? And because of this, would you sp- consider spending more on wide receiver and auction than running back?
1: Those are all really good questions. And before I answer, I want, I just want to point something out because this question made me like, Think about it, and even before we got to this question and before I knew this was going to be a question, when I'm looking at our top 10 running backs that we went through, CMC, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Swift, and Saquon Barkley all have injury histories, all injury-prone players, all players that you're taking a risk, spending a huge chunk of your capital to get them, However, you still have to have two running backs, at least two running backs in your lineup. I think the fact that so many, like there's so much risk with injuries at running backs in that top 10, I think that's why it's even more important. Like I think this is what we're telling everyone. It's very important. Plan your draft strategy. Realize who those injury prone running backs are. Decide which ones of those are worth the risk and if it's not if you want to stay away from those injuries then you know in your top 10 you have five targets left and i think that that beca- that's why you need to strategize even more in your auction leagues with who you're going to go for maybe because of the fact that you don't even want to risk the injuries so maybe some of those 44 45 46 dollar players maybe they're worth more to you
0: yeah so I think the running backs, you just, you have to invest in them, right? But I get what you're saying. The fact that so many of them get injured, but any of your players can get injured. Any of the people you invest in can get injured. What I would say is if you're doubting whether you should invest in them, mock draft, mock draft yourself, spending mm-hmm. more on wide receivers than running backs and see if you're happy with your team at the end. Um, I get a lot of my insight from mock drafting and. And trying different strategies. You know, do I want to go all in on Josh Allen? Do I want to go all in on Jonathan Taylor? And seeing how my team looks at the end of that and if I'm happy with it. And if I'm not, then I know, well, that's not the strategy I want to go with.
1: I think it's a lot like a lot easier when drafting or in auction leagues, when getting your wide receivers, there's so much more depth to wide receivers that it's easy to spend less on wide receivers, but still have top-producing wide receivers.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, because, you know, if you think about it, teams can have two, maybe even three wide receivers that are viable fantasy starters, whether that be your wide receiver one, two, and three, flex, whatever – but normally they they have one running back. Mm-hmm. There's very few teams, you know, Chubb and Hunt last year did a good job at both being startable, but very few teams, you can start more than one of their running backs and have good success.
1: So hopefully we answered your questions. <laughs> um I, I really think it's important. I don't think that I would not worry about my running back, investing in my running back positions. I think I would strategize even more to know how I'm going to draft at running back.
0: For sure. All right, moving on to another Reddit question from Tjax: Who do you think the most strategic player to nominate number one overall is?
1: I'm going to let you answer this one first because I think my answer is going to be a little radical. So go (laughs) ahead.
0: (laughs) So for me, um, it's a top positional player that I don't want. So, you know, we talked about Jonathan Taylor. I think $72 is too high for him. I'm throwing him out there because I know he's probably going to be the highest-drafted player in the the league. Uh, another one might be like Josh Allen. I'm not going to spend the kind of money for Josh Allen, our top quarterback. So throw him out there, get somebody's budget down right away. Um, all right, what's this radical well, first, one? First,
1: I have something to say to that. We both talked about how we would go for Taylor if he goes lower than that. So why would you nominate him? You know that he, if he's nomin- if Jonathan Taylor is nominated first, you know he's going to skyrocket because people are going to go for him versus if he sits out there a little bit, people spend more of their money, you might get him at more of a value. Yeah,
0: maybe. I just I don't see him going less. So you're
1: just going to say, I'm not going to get Jonathan Taylor, so I'm going to just get him out there. Uh,
0: yeah. I th- it would have to be a really interesting circumstance for me to end up spending the kind of capital needed for him. Okay. How about you? What's this radical? Okay,
1: so (laughs) Christian McCaffrey is second somehow, second ranked. Okay.
0: Are you not? Are you just going with the second ranked person? No. No.
1: Chuba Hubbard. What? No, I don't. No, hear me out. (laughs) So we not
0: (laughs) not in a million years that I expect (laughs) Chuba Hubbard is going to be your answer. (laughs)
1: I'm not going for a position. I'm going I'm giving an exact player. Nominate this guy. Because I think whoever is gonna draft Christian McCaffrey, or just people in general, are gonna think we gotta pick up as soon as CMC goes, we're going for Chuba Hubbard, gotta handcuff him. I think because of Christian McCaffrey's injury history, I think that you get Chuba out there, people are gonna like See Christian McCaffrey hasn't even been nominated yet. I feel like you could waste people's money on Chuba. Then you also know who might be going for Christian McCaffrey if they're going after Hubbard. I don't know. Maybe this is the whiskey, and maybe my (laughs) answer would have been different had you not asked me right now. (laughs) No, that's
0: actually really interesting. You throw Chuba Hubbard out there. The person that has their eyes set on I'm drafting CMC, because I think a lot of people pick a player, and they're like, I want this Mm -hmm. player, right? They're gonna panic right away, aren't they? They're like, I would
1: think so. I'm gonna like be, oh to shit! Like,
0: I gotta start bidding on him.
1: I, and I, I kind of like to throw like things out there that people like. What? Who is this? Like, why is this player being thrown out there right now? I kind of like to do I've, that kind I've of I've stuff done that anyway. before.
0: like if there's a player that is getting a lot of, um, let's say, under the radar hype, mm-hmm. throw them out, and you get that player for a dollar because everybody else is going, who the hell is that? You know, uh, but. Well, that was interesting, <laughs> but I see where you're going with that. And I'm just, I'm picturing the person that wants to draft CMC panicking right away going, wait a minute, what? Because they don't even know if they're going to get Christian McCaffrey. And now they have to think about his and, handcuff already. And
1: think about like, I can't be the only one who is like Christian McCaffrey is likely going to get injured. And, you know, like people are thinking Chuba's is going to get a lot of action this season. So maybe early on, I'm really big on early on, get people to waste their money because I usually go into the auction with not my full, like, you know, I'm keepers and I I go in and I have, I don't know, I, last year I think I went into one with just over a hundred or maybe just under a hundred and I was like, I have to make this work. I like to get people to spend their money. Um, I think that would be, people might, like you said, somebody's going to panic and there might be a bidding war there and it might be interesting. I don't know.
0: And it's also just funny thinking of that person panicking. I'm just (laughs) thinking of somebody panicking over Chuba Hubbard for some reason just cracks (laughs) my shit up.
1: Just just ruin their whole (laughs) draft plan right away. (laughs)
0: Right. They're throwing their papers out. Like my draft, my strategy is ruined. No, I like it. That's interesting. And I like it. So, all right. So the next one is from our mothership. I don't know if it was Sean or Kramer, but somebody on the SGP account asked, is Jimmy G worth holding on to? Hashtag not a Trey Lands tweet. Um, and also, I don't think they meant holding on to in your dream. So go ahead and put okay. that out of your mind. Is Jimmy G worth holding on to?
1: Why don't you go first? Because I think we might differ on this.
0: You know, I, I think... I'm not a believer in Trey Lance and I could see Kyle Shanahan pulling the plug because Jimmy G has won games for the 49ers and put them in a good position. So, I mean, he might be a starter again.
1: I, okay. I don't know that I'm a Trey Lance fan either. However, is Jimmy G relevant in fantasy <laughs> football?
0: <laughs> Good point. Like,
1: where do we know where he fell in the quarterback rankings? Because I don't...
0: I don't know off the top of my head, <laughs> but I know it was not the top 12.
1: Okay. Well, maybe if we're looking at, well, 12-man leagues or you have to have a backup and you go down to 24. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I, I Yeah, I guess the only time I would hang on to Jimmy G is if you truly believe he's going to be traded to a team that has a lot of talent around and they're going to throw the ball a lot. But even then I don't, I don't think Jimmy G is good at throwing the ball a lot. So good point. I don't think he's relevant whether he's starting or not. Mm
1: -hmm. That's my take on it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. And our last question is from Justin Bruni, SGPs fantasy football and NFL bet editor. Um, you gotta you gotta answer the boss's questions, right? So we answered the the main guys. Now we're answering Bruni. Um, favorite early one dollar dollar value nomination. The best steal for a buck. Mur, who do you have for the best steal for a buck?
1: All these personal questions that we have to answer, and I'm sitting across from my number one fantasy rival, <laughs> and I'm gonna tell everybody and you. <laughs> Who I think is the best one dollar value. Okay. Um right now I would have to say that Brian Robinson, um, running back for the Washington Commanders, rookie out of Alabama. Um, I've seen him going in drafts for a dollar, and I don't understand this. He looked really good preseason. I think that there's potential there that he might even get the starting job over Antonio Gibson this year. In fact, I think reports today even said that Gibson was working with the punt team. So even if he doesn't start over Gibson this year, from a dynasty perspective, I think that's a great value for the future because Brian Robinson is the future for Washington.
0: Yeah, no, I like that one. I think he's very talented. And, Gibson, I don't know if... I, he does have fumble problems, but this this team doesn't like him. You can just kind of tell that the writing's on the wall for him. So I think that's a great one, and I agree. I've seen him go for a dollar as well, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, I'm going to say... So if I was Kramer, I would say Sam Howell. I don't know if you saw Twitter, but Kramer's adding Sam Howell, quarterback for Washington, um, to a lot of his best ball drafts. And, and, and I get it because... It's a disbelief in Carson Wentz being able to get the job done or Carson Wentz getting injured and Sam Howell out of North Carolina. But I'm going to go with another running back, Cordero Patterson. Um, We just
1: talked a little bit on him.
0: Yeah, talked a little bit about him. Um, Former Chicago Bear CP. Uh, Hate that we got rid of him after what he did for Atlanta last year. This was a guy he barely got drafted in any leagues last year. And then he became a huge free agent pickup on his way to being the ninth ranked running back and here he is again projected a dollar going for a dollar I've seen him because everybody thinks it's going to be Travis or the rookie I don't think you just phase CP out I think he's still going to maintain some some rushing upside he's still going to maintain receiving upside 52 receptions last year and they don't exactly have a lot of receiving options in Atlanta Mm -hmm. and I think this offense is going to be pretty good with Marcus Mariota. I actually, I'm a believer in Marcus Mariota. I, I if you're a, a betting person, Marcus Mariota comeback player of the year. I really like that bet. Um, but I, I just, I think they're going to be able to move the ball, and I think CP is going to stay involved with that. So that's one of my best value ones. One of my best value guys right there is Cordero, Cordero Patterson. Brian Robinson's a good one. Sam Howell for dynasty aspects because nobody's thinking of Sam Howell. Mm-mm. And, um, I think eventually he may be the future of that team. So Miranda, do you have anything else to add for our running back episode? We're, uh, on our old fashioned football podcast, our fifth episode.
1: I know fifth episode already. I, I don't know. I think we covered a lot of great information, a lot of great insight. I feel like we both have a better understanding of each other's drafting strategy (laughs) this year, which I don't like. (laughs) Sure. I always keep that top secret from you, um so this season I think is gonna be interesting for us, so I'm really excited for that too. I think it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be tough here
0: it will, yeah, and again, <laughs> as always, thanks for listening as always, please send your questions. We really like answering your questions um these these preview episodes, I know they're pushing an hour. our normal ones probably will not push an hour. We're gonna have some more routine things we're excited to bring you. Um, Throughout the season, but, you know, for now, my drink is about gone. Going once, going twice.
1: Sold. Old Fashioned Football.